Oh yeah. Welcome into another episode. What, what what do you mean? What's wrong with that? Oh my god. Are you guys gonna <laughs> Leave make it, it. Do it again? Leave it in. All right, we're Leave gonna we're in. gonna roll with it. Oh yeah. I wasn't sure. I kind of was like, you know, let's do something different. Didn't want to go with the welcome into. We do that every time. I didn't want to do the hey hey. Thing. Hey, hey, hey. No, I'm not into that. Uh <laughs> it is tight end week. We are doing tight ends today. Andrew doesn't know what a tight end looks like. He has no idea about those. Oh, yeah. Kids show. This is a kids show. <laughs> are you ready for this? Or are you, you going to be able to handle yourself over there? Oh, yeah. I was born ready, baby. Born ready. Let's go. Okay. Uh, do we have any news before we jump into the tight Travis ends? Travis Etienne is presumably done for the season. Uh, not breaking news that, that dropped like a few hours ago. It's not known for sure yet. The MRI came out bad. He might. He's most likely going to need season-ending injury. Which See, it's mo- he's most likely going to need season-ending season injury. Season-ending surgery. Season-ending surgery. There we go. My fault. There we go. Uh, which boosts James Robinson's stock in fantasy. Immensely. Uh, yeah. Um, there's another guy in, in Jacksonville who has been taking a lot of preseason snaps by the name of Carlos Hyde. Oh, in Carlos Hyde, the fantasy, yeah. the fantasy killer. Fantasy killer. Yeah, he is the absolute fantasy killer. Um, that is a little nerve-wracking. I'm still probably on the list of people that will not draft James Robinson just because of the shitty system they have in Jacksonville over the years and the risk that Carlos Hyde eats into James Robinson touches. It just scares me a little bit. So I'm out on James Robinson, but it does boost him up a lot more than I had him with Travis Etienne out there. I think that's it for fantasy news. Uh, I think Jameis last night was also fantasy relevant. And I think Marquez Callaway also, he had two incredible grabs. No longer a sleeper. Cannot be anymore. He's got to be ranked. Yeah. um, But I think Jameis solidified himself as the starter last night. And obviously, if Jameis Winston is your starting quarterback, like he has fantasy value immensely. He's, you know, he's going to throw the ball downfield. He's going to take chances. Yeah, he's going to throw his fair share of picks, but he's probably going to have about 45. He's probably going to have about 4,500 yards, at least 29 touchdowns, somewhere in there. I mean, he's going to be next level. What are you laughing at? What is wrong with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Get over yourself. (laughs) All right. I think that's pretty much it. There hasn't really been many, many injuries. Um, Carson Wentz is looking to be able to come back by week. No, he practiced today. He did practice. He practiced fully. Oh, so Carson Wentz, so is Carson probably, Wentz yeah. the guy that's always injured, was rushed back by his team. What a smart move. Yeah, I don't know if that really affected any of your rankings at all, him being hurt. Carson Wentz was always a bottom tier Well, I'm guy talking like me. receivers, Jonathan Taylor. I don't consider any of the Colts receivers valuable players in fantasy. The only valuable Colt I think there is is Jonathan Taylor. I've been pretty high on that. There's just no value on that roster offensively for me. It's, yeah. it's way too many options that are spread out. I mean, if you want to take a flyer on a T.Y. Hilton, if you want to take a flyer on Michael Pittman, be my guest, but T.Y. I'm not Houston. Yeah, he is. he's good for like one game a year. Well, they played that. the Texans twice. Yeah, but he's good for one of them. <laughs> Maybe one of them. And I'm still not interested Yeah, at all. So we have a uh, tight end kicker and defensive rankings this week. And I know some of you might be saying, well, hey, Andrew and Garrett, what happened to the rest of your wide receiver rankings? Yeah, I messed up. I uh I accidentally deleted Garrett's file of his wide receivers and it was last minute that we were going to do the podcast today. I guess there was some miscommunication between the both of us that we were going to do it tomorrow. No, 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 no. The communication was there. The communication um, was there. So it was last second and, and, ignorance and I deleted on your part. and I deleted his uh his file. So 
wide receiver rankings 15 through 45 will be next week. So we figured this week might might as well just get our tight end rankings, kicker, and defense. Yeah, because those didn't get deleted out of the know. way. Um, we're doing 15 tight ends, uh, 10 kickers, and 10 defenses. If you're in a 12 12 man league, and we don't go over 12 kickers and 12 defenses, sorry for you. Just kind of figure it out on yourselves after that. I mean, kickers should be out of fantasy, in my opinion, anyway, so they don't really matter as much. Same thing with defenses. If you're not streaming a defense in a 12-man league, what are you doing? But let's get into it. Let's start with the fun position, the position that that actually makes a huge difference on fantasy teams. Let's go tight ends. Defense. Um, We don't really need to discuss the top three, so let's start from the bottom. Which What number did we say we were going with? I went to 15. You went to 15. All right, you went to 15. What did you go to? Well, I have a lot more because I had a very extensive list of tight ends. Uh, yeah, okay. But my 15th is Logan Thomas. My the... 15th is Jared Cook. Jared Cook does not make my top 15. I am incredibly down on Jared Cook. Uh, I think that the Chargers offense is probably not going to utilize him very much. I think Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Jalen Guyton, Austin Eckler... Josh Kelly and whoever the other running back is, I think they're all going to have massive roles. And I think Jared Cook is, you know, 37 years old and yeah, washed at I, this point. I think once, up until we get to, like, the fifth ranked tight end, maybe even the sixth, these are all tight ends that realistically you could be just plug and play. Streaming. Streaming, streaming tight, ends. tight ends. Yeah. yeah like, I, I sort of agree with you on that. I mean, I like to have some stability at that position at least I know I'm getting six points every week uh that's why I don't have Jared Cook because I think Jared Cook is either a zero or a hero and I'm yeah. not into guys like that at I all. mean Jared Cook's the guy I would take to plug in to play the Raiders if I needed the tight end if like if, if I had say I went out and drafted Noah Fant and he plays the Chiefs the same week that the Chargers play the Raiders I'm gonna play Jared Cook over Noah Fant wouldn't you want to play Noah Fant in the event that, you know, the Broncos are probably going to have to score and throw the ball? No. Statistically, statistically the, the Broncos and Noah Fant don't very, do very well against the Chiefs. I think Noah Fant has been very much not a very good big factor in fantasy games against the Chiefs. So, yeah, I would I would definitely play Jared Cook over Noah Fant. The upside of passing, sure, but no. I it, It's still the talent of Justin Herbert against the Raiders' defense is way more appealing than than the lack of talent at the Broncos quarterback position, throwing to Noah Fan against the Chiefs, good defense. I think that I'm just really out on Jared Cook. Like, yep, just maybe. really out on him. I don't see any value in him whatsoever. But you also have every other piece of the, the Chargers offense ranked higher than I do. Yeah, I think so the I Chargers think, offense I think this is, is where I think this is where we're meeting in the middle. Where I, I think, have. like, Jared Cook just, you know, he's 37. Like, just not interested in a 37-year-old tight end. Like, that's that's hard to get behind, to be honest. Uh, I have Logan Thomas, as I said. I think Logan Thomas has a lot of upside in a Washington football offense that is going to be a lot more down the field this year than it was last year. That was tough for him last year, having Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith and Colt McCoy was the other quarterback that started for them, I think. Heineke. And Heineke, but I'm talking regular season. Uh, They're going to stretch the field. If Fitzpatrick is the starter, you know, that's a downfield offense. Mike Jasicki had a lot of success with Ryan Fitzpatrick down the field, so... I imagine that Thomas, who's a burner, he can get downfield really well. I imagine he's going to have a lot of success with them. So I have him 15th. Um, what do you have at 14? So you said you didn't like a 37-year-old tight end. How do you feel about a 
old tight end. Well, 37's a little older than well, 32. I, I have Robert Gronkowski at 14. You have Gronk at 14. All right, I have Gronk a little higher than that. Yeah. I do. I. It's just the, the, the other tight ends in that system scare me a little bit with, with Gronk's productivity in that offense, and every other weapon that the Bucks offense has scares me a little bit, which puts him a little bit down my rankings. Probably another guy that, like, if the Bucks are playing – a very bad defense. I would probably pick up Gronk because he'll probably play majority of that game when the Bucks are up thirty-five and Tom Brady's no longer in the game. Tom Brady doesn't come out of games. Don't don't get carried away. I, I listen. Here's my thing with Gronk. I expect him to have like eight hundred yards and six touchdowns. I think that's his season. Like that's probably the the ceiling on his season. I think that's probably as far as he gets. So, like I have him a little bit higher, but that's just because I think that. The tight end position is so just shallow. I think I'd rather have a guy like Gronk, who, you know, is always a Brady favorite and should warrant some yardage and red zone um, opportunity. Like, at least if I'm in the red zone, I know that Gronk is a is a viable threat. Like, name a better red zone threat in the NFL than Gronkowski. It, there's really not any. Maybe Travis Kelsey. Like, that's about it. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I just don't like the the weapon. The amount of weapons they have in that offense to to be able to convince myself to take Gronk and want I mean, him as my target they, tight end. They had him. La- they had him all last year, and Gronk well, was still pretty viable. He went six twenty three, on seven touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's you know I said eight. I think he's gonna have eight hundred yards this yeah. year. Yeah, like I said before, the rankings down here are kind of just how we feel about them at the moment. Because one week Gronk could be rated ranked as our number eight tight end because they just have a really good matchup. It's, it's just right now how I feel about these guys looking into a draft is just I'm a little bit lower on Gronk compared to these other guys. But my number 13, I have no fan. Uh, well, you missed my 14, so. Oh, didn't you say? No. I, oh. I said I have Hunter Henry. You didn't let, you didn't let me get there. Oh. I have Hunter Henry. Oops. I, I think people are sleeping on Hunter Henry a little bit. Not ranked, by the way. You don't have him ranked. Not in my top 15. Why is he not ranked for you? Well, he's just not in my top 15. So why is he outside your top 15? Why why is he? Well, I mean, there are two tight ends currently in, no, I understand in New that. England. I understand that. But, like, in a tight end heavy system that we've seen that work before, like, one of those guys is clearly going to stand out, and I think it's going to be Hunter Henry. He's the more dynamic of the two. Yeah, one of those guys. Hunter Henry and John Lou Smith would be anywhere from 16 to 19 in my rankings because those are – why am I, why I going to rank two tight ends that I don't know which one's going to get most of the productivity? Well, one is more of a pass catcher. The other one, yeah, he's a pass catcher, but he's more of a run-after-catch guy. Hunter Henry is an incredibly good tight end. Like, he's – you know, he's been top 10 in fantasy for the majority of his career. Like, they're going to utilize him a lot. He's Somebody's going to get the targets in that offense, and I fully expect it to be him. Like, he's the route runner. He's the pass catcher. Janu is the guy that you can line up in the backfield and, and flip it to, and he's the gadget one. But, like, Hunter Henry's going to – he's going to take on the Rob Gronkowski role in that offense. That that's See, I, I, I find it almost impossible to see him pick up so many – so many receptions in that pass-heavy, uh, assuming pass-heavy offense in New England, with two tight end sets, and you have John, you're you're still competing with Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith was a good tight end last right, year. But, in the but, Titans. but who's the wide receiver that you're competing with? Because there's not a wide receiver that we have ranked inside the top what 25 for New England. I don't think so. Like you, you would classify their tight ends as their top two wide receivers, or their running backs. 
Okay, but that's the in a, in a system. You're, you're missing what I'm saying. Like, no, I understand what you're downs, saying. Someone's got to get the targets. Which one is it? Can you tell me? I right would say now both are pretty gonna, viable. I don't think either one is is deserving of a top fifteen spot with a with a system with two tight end sets. So you're you don't think that you don't think that Hunter Henry is more viable than Jared Cook? No. Can you name the other tight end in on Los Angeles right now? No, but I can name Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. And, and I can Jerry name, and I can name running backs in a system that has always been mainly focused on on uh checkdowns to the running backs. Also with their starting quarterback right now looking like Mac Jones and throwing a lot of checkdowns in the preseason games. You're losing me. You're you're making a backwards argument. No, I'm not. You you have a system. You have a system with two tight ends. Right now, I think Jonu Smith holds more power in that offense than than Hunter Henry. Okay, would. now I'm now I'm completely off on that. No way, Jonu Smith is not a dynamic route runner at all. Hunter Henry is going to run dynamic routes on play action passes. That's what he's going to do. I think you're a little bit too high on Hunter Henry. I I think you're looking at that Patriots offense and you're like, oh well, we used to be able to run two tight ends as well, and it worked well for us then. But what are you now? They've done it forever. They, they did it forever. Benjamin Watson, Daniel Graham, that was back in the early 2000s. How was the production fantasy-wise for those guys? Benjamin Watson was like a top seven tight end in fantasy for years. Okay, how did the other one do? Brandon Daniel Graham. Graham was top 15. Okay, so one of them was in the top 10. One of them was a tight end one, and one of them I was just a tight put end Hunter Henry at 14. I didn't even say he was going to be top 10. I said 14. You have Jared Cook in your top 15. You have Jared Cook. Like, sir, what what have I said twice now so far? That this ranking is be, just you're looking for you're looking for plug and play guys week to week. Uh, if I can get Hunter Henry at and and he's going really late in drafts, I can get Hunter Henry. I'm pretty. I'm. You would I you would never be that. looking to stream another tight end if you have Hunter Henry. I'd be pretty comfortable with Hunter Henry. If I, I would not, and I completely disagree. He's and probably going to be the number one option in that. I think offense. that's where we move on from. Okay, uh, that's fine. He's going to be. He's more than likely going to be the number one option in that offense. I, I I disagree, but at, at 13, I have Noah Fant. I mean, I, I have Noah Fant at 13 as well, but you're like, like Noah Fant's never done anything. You're just totally fine. Like, Hunter Henry's not even in your top 15. That's that's where I'm at. Like, Noah Fant's never done anything. Y- you're He's, still failing to realize that there's one tight end in, in Denver. And, and it, I within, understand With that. a team that's going to be trailing There's a lot. also Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, the two running backs. Cortland Sutton coming off of a very bad knee injury. That's fine. KJ Hamler. Like, I can keep going on KJ Hamler guys. has shown no production for the Denver that's, Broncos offense. And that's fantasy. fine. There's a lot of guys that they have to get the ball to. I'm going off of the guy that I've at least seen a little bit out of in, with fantasy production over the past two years compared to Hunter Henry, who's in a new system with a new quarterback, with with a rookie quarterback, I should say, and another tight end right beside him. I'm going to choose the guy that has shown fantasy production in his system over the past two years than a guy in a completely new one. I, I it's just how I that's how I have it ranked. Okay, that's fine. I just think you're completely wrong. Okay, that's fine. Like you have him where? Who? Hunt, Henry. Where do you have He'd him? He'd probably ranked? be seventeen, eighteen. I would. I have John U. Smith ranked higher than Hunter Henry. Yeah. See, I think you're completely misreading I mean, that we offense. Can put that's it on fine. the board if you want. I, do we want to make board. a bet out of this? Put it on the board. Hunter Henry's going to finish top fifteen as a tight end. Okay. I, I'm not going to put that on the board. I'm not going to disagree with that. You, would you want to do Janu versus Hunter Henry? Go ahead, put Janu versus Hunter Henry. I'll take Hunter Henry all day. He's going to be the dynamic route runner. I can't believe I'm having to have this argument. 
All right. Who's your number 12? Unless you have anything more to say about Noah Fant. No, I have nothing to say on Noah Fant. I think we actually covered him yesterday quite a bit when we did the Broncos. Uh, he's just, you know, he's okay. I, and then I have Gronk as my 11, so. Uh, I have, wait, who's your 12? I'm sorry. I have Gronk at 12. I do not have Fant ranked there. I don't know why I have Fant labeled. Fant, it's Gronk. I have Gronk. Yeah, 12. you have Fant at 13. He's no, like, I don't. I don't know. I just looked at my board, and I'm like, wait a minute. No, Fant is not in there. Fant is below him. So who's 13? Gronk. Gronk. Oh, wait, Gronk's yes, 13. Gronk is oh, okay. 13, yes. Do you have anything more to say than what I had already said? We about? already did Gronk. I'm good. You can move okay. on. Uh, 12, I have Irv Smith. I also have Irv Smith. You can take that one. No, you go ahead and take this one. Sorry, I'm writing on the board. Okay, well, as far as Irv Smith goes, you know, I think that we saw towards the end of the season last year, he had a couple nice games. The production for him should go up with, um, oh, my God. I'm forgetting his name already, their former tight end. He's on the Giants now. <sighs> I'm blanking completely. Shit. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. I cannot think of his name, but he is now gone. Uh, and he is, Irv Smith is now the number one tight end option in, Min- in Minnesota. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Oh, my God. I completely blanked on his name. I knew it was something. Um but, I mean, Irv Smith had a few nice games at the end of the season. He's a good pass catcher. You know, he's going to be the third or fourth pass catching option in that system. But, you know, I, I think that there's plenty of value for him. So that's that's just where I am with him. I think Irv Smith's going to be a solid option. Vikings if you can get tight him ends late. are typically guys that you are reliable in that offense. Yeah, they're, they're good they're, for a few touchdowns. If they're not running the ball within the five, you, you can be looking at a tight end to get that touchdown, I would say, 75% of the time. So Irv Smith is a guy again. Like if Irv Smith's my number one, I'm a little upset, and I'm no. Still I, can, probably I can live with him at one because I think yeah, Smith but I'm is still looking to stream. Like, oh, if you took Irv Smith, I don't know what's better than Irv Smith. Like, well, week you know, to week I'm, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing I like about him is he's not just a red zone guy. Like Kyle Rudolph was strictly a red zone threat. He really wasn't. You know, between the twenties, yeah. Uh, Irv Smith definitely has some big playability, and he's he's a between the twenties guy, yeah, for sure. And he can also be big in the red zone. And they they've used him in some different stuff, like flipping it to him, line him up in the backfield. Like they've used him as a fullback. Also, I like that. I like when tight ends are versatile like that. So, yeah, that's why I have him up there. Um, who is your? Are we on eleven? Yeah, eleven. All right, my list is just the numbers are screwed up. So just keep going. Okay. Uh, uh, my eleven, and this might be a little bit of a of a reach with him. And again, this is eleven to fifteen is is all one tier. I I do have these in tiers. Um, Logan Thomas, I have at eleven. I do plan. I do think we're going to see a little bit of regression out of Logan Thomas last year. I think l- last year was a little bit of a a fluke in that in that football team offense. See, I'm but, I'm completely opposite from you. I think Logan Thomas, we're going to see him do better this year. I just think. I, I I that's why I have him at eleven. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw him do better, but all of the signs in that offense are, are pointing me to there's going to be a little bit of regression based on the the production we saw out of him last year with the addition of Curtis Samuel. You have a new quarterback in town, you still have Antonio Gibson. Terry McLaurin is, is looking better than he did last year in camp. I just think there's going to be a little bit of a little bit of a drop off from last year. So you sound more down on him than I am, but I have him ranked lower than you. You I, sound like really down on him. Like I, I see Logan listen, Thomas 
as the fifteenth ranked tight end. No, I'm because like, if I get Logan Thomas, I'm kind of happy about that. This is he's a guy that I'm like, well, I'm happy with the with Logan Thomas as my number one. But again, like, I'm going into it with the expectation of I won't be shocked if he falls. I because I would take I would take Logan Thomas over Irv and Noah Fant and Gronk and Jared Cook and Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith because of what we saw last year. And and that alone is is worth drafting him at, at number eleven because even if come week one he has a breakout he has a great week one scores gets a touchdown and seventy five yards with four receptions I will probably trade him right away to get more draft pieces or get more pieces to up my team and make my team better. My eleven is uh, Dallas Goddard. Okay, I have him at nine. So we can get into more about him in a couple more sl- spots, Dude, unless Zach you want. Ertz ranked? I have Zach Ertz ranked. Okay. Zach Ertz is still the number one option in that in that offense I as far as tight ends disagree. go. You and also, if Zach Ertz is traded, he automatically becomes the number one option at tight end in an offense. Like we're we're forgetting that Zach Ertz is only thirty one years old. So that's why I have Dallas Goddard. I have him at eleven. You know, I just I don't know what he's going to be in this new offense. I just don't, and I like a little bit more of a proven commodity in Zach Ertz. That's why I have him ranked a couple spots higher, but that's where I have Dallas Goddard. I expect both of them to have pretty big production. That's why I have them both ranked, you know, up there. I think they're both going to be productive. I think it is possible to have two productive tight ends in an offense, unlike you, apparently. I think it is very possible. I don't think we're going to see any production out of Zach Ertz in this offense. I think he's going to play very, very little role in this uh, Philadelphia Eagles offense. They're still paying him a ton of money. Like, why wouldn't they utilize him? <laughs> I, I, see, that's people are like so out on Zach Ertz that it's almost painful. Like, Zach Ertz should be ranked high. He should be. He's still a very productive tight end. Like, we're we're two years removed for him from him having like a twelve hundred yard season with ten touchdowns. And I'm going to the Super Bowl. Like, we're two years out of that. He was injured last year. Okay. Like, and if he gets traded, he's his value is even higher. What if the Colts trade for him? Okay. What if they do? Like, if the Col- what do you mean? What if they do? Like, his target share goes way up. Yeah. Has he been traded yet? No, but it's so very possible so that he could. You be. would draft Zach Ertz over Dallas Goddard. I would still draft Zach Ertz over Dallas the, Goddard based on the thought of. No, what not if? just be, not if he gets traded. I still think Zach Ertz has a massive role in that Eagles offense. I still think he's the more talented tight end. Based off of what? Two years ago? I test, you know, he wasn't healthy last year. Like, he just wasn't healthy. Yeah, so you saw all of that Dallas Goddard in the time of Zach Ertz being hurt, and you still have Zach Ertz ranked. Okay. Yeah, that's just where I am. Okay. <laughs> all right. I Listen, a, I know you're Mr. Homer on Dallas Goddard. You, you Homer? Fucking, you I fucking hate the love Eagles. the guy. Whatever. You fucking love the guy. But, like, do we, like, we act like Zach Ertz is 37. He's 32. Like, he's 32 years old. He's just coming off an injury. Like, he had a banged up year last year. He's super talented. Okay. You take Zach Ertz this year in fantasy. Not my target. I'm and, not taking and, Zach Ertz. I will laugh at you. I will. That's fine. And then come the end of the year when you're like, fuck Zach Ertz, I'm never taking him again. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to I wouldn't laugh, have ta- I'm, I'm not taking Zach Ertz. I told you so. Like, he's not a player I'm taking. I just have him ranked higher than Dallas Goddard. I've never been a Goddard fan. So, I'm really not in on so him. So, are we going to have two bets 
in one one episode? Are you? No, I'm not. Okay, I don't care about that. You are so disrespectful. You're like, there's no way that a, that a New England offense can sustain two tight ends. No, 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 no. That's exactly what you said. The words "there's no way" have come out of my mouth once. The likelihood that 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 New England offense sustains two two good tight ends for fantasy is very unlikely, especially with the you said it yourself. The Patriots have the best running back room in the league. Those words came out of your mouth last week. Which will help the tight ends. Okay. Also, you asked me about two tight ends in New England. Uh, Michael Bennett, or Martellus Bennett, Rob Gronkowski. But, you know, at number 10, I have Dallas Goddard. I had him at 9, but I, don't, I didn't like who I had him over, so I'm moving him down to 10. Um, basically, everything that you just said about, about Zach Ertz is what I think about Dallas Goddard. He's going to play, in my opinion, the biggest role in this Eagles offense more than any receiver that they have. Maybe, definitely less than Miles Sanders, but the biggest player in this in this Eagles offense is Dallas Goddard, and he's the guy that I want. If I want anybody in a receiving position for that team, I want Dallas Goddard. I think he's going to be the target downfield, other than if Devontae Smith can, can make it work in that offense, sure, but he's the only guy that I have any faith in to do any bit of work fantasy-wise in that offense. Um, at number eight, who do you have? Number eight? Number nine, sorry. Number nine, okay. I have uh, Mike Jasicki. I also have Mike Jasicki. Is it Jasicki or Jasicki? I, I feel don't like know. it's Jasicki. I don't know. I'm just going to go with Jasicki because that's, that's how I've been saying it for three years now. I think he's going to have a solid role in the offense. He's obviously the number one tight end option there. Um, I don't know what kind of a red zone threat he's going to be this year. I think they're going to be a little bit more dynamic on offense considering they added uh, Jalen Waddell, Will Fuller, I think Devontae Parker is going to have a little bit better of a year. So I don't know what kind of a red zone. He wasn't massive in the red zone last year. I think he had, what, seven touchdowns? Um, but, like, Mike Jasicki's still a good tight end. Like, he's, he's he should have good production for them. You know, he's going to be a top three option for them. 700, 700 receiving yards, 53 receptions, and six touchdowns Six touchdowns, year. yeah. It's probably so, I mean, going to do the same exact thing Probably about the same. And, like, that stability for me, I'm good with him uh, as the number – 10 or number nine, nine tight end number nine tight end like i said my numbers are a little screwed up uh because i had to move some people around but um yeah i have mike sicky I, I don't know if you have anything to add to that no i i would be the only reason there is an extra game this year but like i'm not gonna add any stats for that because of the addition of jalen waddle and i mean it, it's this is all on tua i also think that people are overdrafting him i see i've been in a lot of mock drafts and he seems to get drafted a lot sooner than some guys do not overdraft the tight end position. If you're missing out on one of the big five, and I'm going to say big five because I think there's five guys. If you don't get one of those top five guys, you need to be waiting on the tight end spot. Do not overdraft Mike Jasicki just because you see those five guys go and you got to rush to get your guy. You can wait. There's plenty of guys that have, like you just listed off his stats. You said 700 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski had 662 yards and seven touchdowns last year. Like that's that's the same production. Basically, once you get past like slot seven all of the production is the same for the tight ends just pick and choose right that's so it's, that's why i like i didn't want to argue as much about those bottom five because it's like well does it really matter but the stats with gronk also oj howard is back this year so i mean take that into consideration oh that's right because you can't sustain Gronkowski. two tight ends in an offense i forgot it's uh, unsustainable and <laughs> impossible at number eight i have tyler higby and i have zach Ertz. We can skip right to Tyler Higby because he's my next guy. 
I have him at seven. Um, I think he's the hot commodity to have at the tight end position when you're not taking one of the big five. Uh, I think he's going to see the biggest uptick in, in production in that Rams offense with the addition of Matthew Stafford. Again, I like Robert Woods. I, I, I'm sort of low on Cooper Cup this year, but it, that it's the high-flying offense in L.A. They don't have camp makers anymore, so I assume the run game is going to be very not minuscule but lower than it was assumed to be when Cam Akers was the lead back. So uptick in production is easily, and I think he's a value pick. I don't think a lot of people are very high on him, and I don't think they're realizing how high he can fly this year. Do you want to hear uh, two crazy Tyler Higby stats? Yes. Tyler Higby is, is, he is one of four tight ends in NFL history to have four consecutive 100-yard games. Would you like the other three? In NFL history. NFL history. He's one of four tight ends in NFL history to have four consecutive 100-yard games. So that is the record. I'm going to throw just three guesses out there. Sure, go ahead. Rob Gronkowski. No. Are they any of the big three in NFL history? Antonio Gates. No. Nope. Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez is one okay. of them. So who are the other two? Travis Kelsey, Jimmy Graham. Those are the other okay. three. Obviously, I, I know people don't like Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was a top five, t- top two tight end for like four seasons. So... He's a Hall of Famer. Like, Jimmy Graham's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. He has some ridiculous stats. But Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey are the other two. Tyler Higbee, when Gerald Everett has not been in the lineup, has been a top seven tight end in his career. Anytime Gerald Everett, let me say that again, when Gerald Everett has not been in the lineup for the Los Angeles Rams, Tyler Higbee is a top seven tight end weekly. Gerald Everett is no longer on the Los Angeles Rams. Make of that what you will. That's, that's what it's about. He is the number one option at tight end on the Rams. He has a ridiculous stat line for some reason that three other tight ends are Hall of Famers, and then there's Tyler Higby on this. And he has consistently been a top seven tight end when Gerald Everett's not in the league. That's all I need to know about him. His production should go up. Look at TJ Hawkinson's production last year with Matt Stafford. See TJ Hawkinson's production last year with Matt Stafford. Like That's where I'm at with Tyler Higby. Somebody's going to get the catches. It's got to be him. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. There there are going to be voided catches in the end, in the red zone, and I think every single one is going to Tyler Higby. Yeah, so, I mean the Rams have a small receiving core. Like in general, it's just miniature receivers. Like Tyler Higby is going to be their red zone guy. Like he's just going to be. So he look for him to have a lot of touchdowns, and that's what he's been in the past. Like he's been a touchdown dependent guy. So he's already been that. Like. Just add fifty yards to his stat line and see how much you how much more you like him. Like that's that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. Um, number seven. I have Robert Tunyon. I have Robert Tunyon. Okay, I'm gonna let you take Tunyon because I just un- I just dropped the fucking hammer with Tyler Higby there. So th- show. this is uh this is Aaron Rodgers kind of farewell story in Green Bay, and what better way to do it than having a top seven tight end? He finished last year with. Almost 600 receiving yards on 52 receptions with 11 touchdowns. I don't think the touchdown number is going to be the same. I think it's going to be a little bit lower. But I could I could easily see that those receptions and receiving yards going up. 10, pro, 10 Probably 10 receptions, maybe 11 receptions, and maybe 100 to 150 receiving yards. I don't think that Randall Cobb is going to change much in this offense. I think the receiving options are still Devontae Adams. MVS on occasion and Aaron Jones, and then I would I would have Robert Tunyon above MVS. I think the production we saw last year, I think he's going to be a trusted target for Aaron Rodgers in this offense, and Aaron Rodgers has something to prove this year. I 
I think no matter what, he's gone. But if he can lead this Green Bay team to a Super Bowl and finally get past this NFC Championship game and beat Tom Brady this year or my Matthew Stafford with the NFC Championship game, I think I think that's I would want I want as many pieces of this Packers offense as possible. How many touchdowns did you say he had last year? Uh, eleven. He had eleven touchdowns. Yes. So the Packers offense added Randall Cobb and they added Amari Rogers in the draft. Those are the two players they added. Are either of those guys red zone targets? No. Do either of those guys command presence in the red zone though? Like. That's a guy you have to watch out for. Maybe Randall Cobb. So, can you see Robert Tunyon just falling into the end zone like three more times this year? Three more times? Like 14 times he just falls into the end zone because he's going to see a little bit easier of a a softer coverage this year. No. I think think the touchdown, like I said, I think the touchdowns are going to go down maybe one, two. See, I I actually think he's going to have more touchdowns. Okay. I do. I think he's going to have more just strictly because... Like the Packers are going to be a little bit more spread this year. They're going to play more spread. I think Randall Cobb. Yeah, you could say what you want about Randall Cobb, but like he was productive last year, and him and Aaron Rodgers have a really good connection, and I think that's going to open up the middle of the field a little bit more for Tunyon. So I could see his numbers going up. I I really like his production. Um, he's someone that I'm targeting a little bit higher, although he still slides into that second tier of guys for me, but. Definitely a lot of potential production there. I could, like I said, I could see him having a lot of touchdowns. I just can. Like Devonte Adams demands so much, just coverage in the red zone. Like someone's open, just yeah. somebody's open, and tight ends are always that guy. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree. I'm pretty sure our next six are all going to be in the same order. Probably. Um. So let me guess your six. Yeah. Is it Kyle Pitts by any chance? Yes. Okay. And I'm. I want to let you talk about him. But before you do, I want to say that this is a guy that I will not draft. Well, I think you're saying that because you're fully expecting him to go like in the fourth round of any draft, pretty much. Like That's where you're yeah. expecting him to go, and that is way too high. I'm not willing to pay the price for a rookie unproven running or tight end in the league. Rookie we- tight ends generally are not good. Thank you. Like, they're just not good. Yes. And while I think he still has an opportunity to be good, I'm not willing, like you, to waste a fourth-round pick. Yes. If he is there in the sixth round, I can understand that. Fourth round, there's too many other valuable positions and players that are available. I think ESPN had him ranked as, like, the 60th or 70th player like in drafts. That's way too high. Yeah, no, I... I or, I'm sorry, he was higher than that. He was, like, 45th. Yeah. I, That's I, too high. 100% agree. Um, look, you're the number two option in... in the very, very bad Atlanta offense. Whoa, 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 whoa. See, here we go again with the the Atlanta offense slant. My God, can you lay off? Can you lay off a Matty Ice? A not, like, it shouldn't be a bad offense. It should be improved. What? Arthur Smith is a much you better... You lose a top five wide receiver all hang on, time. Hang on, hang on, Arthur Smith should do a much better job with that offense than last year, than Dan Quinn and his... Uh, system last year I think Mike Davis is an upgrade at running back over Todd Gurley last year <laughs> yeah I mean anything's better than Todd Todd Gurley okay, but cost like, them a football game he did he did I think that their secondary receiving options should be improved because it was a really young core last year I think Calvin Ridley is ready to take a big step I think he's going to be incredible and like I still think Pitts is going to be excellent 
I, I still believe Kyle Pitts is probably going to be offensive rookie of the year or in that conversation. Like, that's where he should be. You know, do I think that tight ends usually have a shit year their first year? I do. But the targets are going to be there. You, you're not taking a tight end at four and then not throwing him the ball 12 times. No. I, the, like, the, he's getting 12 targets. That's why even though I'm not high on Kyle Pitts this year, I couldn't not put him at six. Like Sixth round, you take him? Oh, what what positions do I have? I'm assuming I filled out. However, you've drafted. Is he there? You don't have a tight end yet. You're in the sixth round. He's there. You taking him? Probably fifth round. Oh. Fifth round's your question mark, and fourth is a no. Absolutely not. Okay. All right. So that's where that's where you stand on him. Fifth, one hundred percent depends on who else I can take. Six also depends, but. I'm looking at Kyle Pitts if he's there for zero chance in hell. I'm even looking at the tight end position at pick four. I'm looking or in the fourth round. I'm looking to see if George Kittle, Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey are somehow on the board. They will not be. And then and then the second I see that one of those three isn't there, I'm clicking right off of that page on my computer and not going back to it for another two rounds. I might look at round five might, but round six is like, I might start looking right now. Um, let me guess your top four or top five. Go ahead. I'm assuming you have TJ at five. You're higher on him than most people. You are you. He's your guy. Like, shouldn't he be five? Like, oh yeah, that's what I meant. Where, five. Right? Yeah. yeah. Where should he? Yeah. Shouldn't he well, be at five? I wasn't sure if you would have put him over Mark Andrews. No, he's five. Okay. Mark Andrews at four. Yeah. George Kittle at three. No. You have De- Waller at three. Yeah. Okay. Waller. I have Waller at two. And. Kelsey no. at one. I, I've seen one breakout year from Waller. That's not enough. I need to see it again. Like That's I need fine. to see it again. And and the the Raiders receivers should be improved this year. Uh, the Edwards kid and then Ruggs should both be improved. Ruggs should be healthier. You know that's that's a big deal. He was not healthy last year. Yeah, I'm so, not gonna argue with you over yeah. having Kittle over Waller. I just I would much rather have Kittle. I think Kittle's after catch. I know Waller's great after the catch, but I'll still take Kittle because of his ability to break tackles. Yeah. Red zone threat, give me Kittle. He's the bigger, physical, more athletic guy. Maybe not more athletic, yeah. but, you know, bigger and physical. And just, who's going to get the targets? Like, yeah, I understand Waller should get the targets, but Waller's also going to get the better coverage. Like, it's hard to cover Kittle in that Niners offense. With Ayuk and Samuel. With Ayuk, Samuel, and that running game. Like, that running game is ridiculous, and it should be good. So, that's... I'm not taking Waller over Kittle. I think Kittle's a stud. Yeah, he's coming off of an injury, but he should be healthy this year. He played at the end of last year, so he yeah. should be good. Um, I just want to briefly talk about TJ, Mark Andrews, and we don't even need to talk about the top three. I, it, you don't want to talk Travis Kelsey and how he's, you know. Oh, yeah, let's talk Travis Kelsey and how, like, no. At I, some point he's due for a down I, year I, and how you should be afraid to draft him this year. Oh, I'm not. Like, again, these five guys I'll never have because – yeah, I'm just not. I'm not paying. No, the draft no, 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 no. Not the five guys. The six guys because Pitts now fits oh, in yes. that category. Like those top six guys. Need, you, I drafted Kelsey last year and immediately. I didn't even. I drafted him and he was not on my roster week one. Yes, I traded him instantly. I I had T.J. Hawkinson last year, and I said this is the last year I'm going to be able to have T.J. Hawkinson because he's going to go too soon for me. Yeah. Um, T.J. Hawkinson is the sole target in a in a Jared Goff offense. I don't see any regression even with that very, very bad team. I think he's the only guy on that offense that will which, see. Which, to me, that's why his value is lessened. Had he had one more guy in that system, one other player, I would have him three. 
I would move him ahead of Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. But because he's the only guy, that's gross. I w- I have to have him five. Like Hawkinson is really good. Like he's he is that good. There's a reason they took him ten. But because he's the only guy in that offense, like the next guy in that system is Tyrell Williams. That's their like next receiver, DeAndre Swift. Okay, but I'm talking pass no, catchers though. Like there's no pass catchers. Yeah. So because of that, like I can't trust that he's going to be able to. He's going to get the targets, but is he going to be able to get the the production? Because he's yeah. probably just going to see double teams. Like, so for me, that's the only reason he's at five. He would be three for me. Wow, um, I, I'm that big. On, I mean, you know, I'm big on him. But yeah. like last year with Stafford being in and out, he was the number three ranked tight end at the end of the season. I think. I think he finished I third. Remember. I want to say he finished third because I know that Kelsey was one, Waller was two, and Kittle was out, and Mark Andrews had a down year. So I believe Hawkinson finished third. Like, good enough for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's just jump into Mark Andrews just real quick. He's the only uh, he's the only pass catcher right now that I trust in that offense. Lamar Jackson throwing to Marquise Brown with the injuries. You have Rashad Bateman is hurt. Rashad right now. Bateman with injuries. You have that running game. They're not. J.K. Dobbins is not a huge pass catcher. In, he's in just the, good enough to take six. Yeah. To get like six in that offense. That goes without saying. These top six go without saying. Like. Kyle Pitts based on the draft the draft pick that they used him at, and then everyone else has proven themselves to be at least a top five tight end. But I, that pretty much rounds it up. And yeah, I mean, the problem with drafting these guys is you have to be willing to sacrifice a top guy at another position. And, like, the tight end spot is, unless you have Kelsey, like, even Kittle isn't Kelsey. Like, he's just not. And unless it's Kelsey, like, I don't value any one of these guys as a top 20 player. And to get any one of these top five, like, you have to draft them by round three. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not willing to do that. I, there's other guys that I think are more valuable that require way more attention on the offensive side than than these five. Oh, actually, those four. Kittle, Kittle, I'm okay with in the second round if that's your best option. But there are people that will take Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Kittle, but... There are people that take Travis Kelsey in the first round. Like, that's absurd to me. Like, yeah. back when Gronk was in his prime, like, guys were taking him, like, 10th overall. No way. Like, just no way. That's You can't guarantee that kind of production out of the tight end spot yeah. at all. Um, you want to move on to kickers? Get these out of the way really oh fast? Oh, my God. I, for- I forgot we were doing kicker defense. The most pointless position. In well, you want to do ball. defense first, and so sure. then you can save your pointless sure. position. Sure. Um, so my defense is based off of a defense cannot lose points kind of system. Yes. So if that's where we are, I have the Buccaneers as the number one defense. Okay. I don't. I have the Washington football team as the number one defense. They are my number two. The only reason they are my number two is because I think the Bucs will create more turnovers than Washington will. I think Washington is going to lead the league in sacks. I don't even think that's a question. But I think the Bucs are going to turn the ball over at – just an astronomical pace this year because you're going to be forced into a throwing situation and they're a, they're a ball hawking team. Yeah. Um, at number two, I have the Los Angeles Rams. That goes without saying you have the best defensive tackle we've ever seen in NFL history. Argu- there's an argument to be made to be the best defensive player. in NFL I was just going to ask you that. Like Lawrence this- Taylor is still number one, but Aaron Donald is, is making an argument that is good enough to be able to maybe change my mind in two I years. Can, I can hear the old heads right now just freaking out on yes. you, but I agree there, with it. And that it, this is no slander to the Giants by saying Aaron Donald is coming up on Jonathan, or Jonathan Taylor. 
Lawrence Taylor to be the best defensive player of all time. This is just the absolute skill and dominance out of Aaron Donald. He's unblockable. Aaron Donald is the best player in the NFL. Yeah, if he's, I'm, he's if unblockable. I'm, if I'm yeah. ranking, I don't know the top 10, 100 rankings of the NFL this year, last year. I don't know where Aaron Donald fell. He's going to be in the top five. If he they, is, they not, haven't announced one through ten yet, but he's going to be. Top if five. he is not number one, I he's already going to be number one because it's going to be a quarterback. I already quarterback. hate that list to begin with, but Aaron Donald is the best player in the NFL, and they have the best cornerback in the NFL, right next to him, a cornerback that. I think three guys in the league right now really ever posed a threat to him, and one of them is C.D. Lamb had a good year against him last year. Like, I, I, it's just that that defense is so dominant that they're just I'm going strictly off of dominance with placing my top two. Yeah, so I have them three. I have the Steelers at four. I have the Steelers at three. Okay, I have the Forty ers at five. I have the Buccaneers at four. And then the uh, 49ers at five. Okay. I have the Ravens six. The Ravens at I'm six. I'm not really going to go into yeah. why we have all these teams where we have them. Yeah. I do have the Patriots at seven. I have the Ravens at six. I have the Colts at seven. And I have the Patriots at eight. Okay. I have the... Did I say Patriots at seven? Yes. Okay. I have the Colts at eight. Okay. I have the Saints at nine. And I have the Dolphins at ten. I have the Dolphins at nine and the Saints at ten. Okay. So we're pretty... Pretty even on that. Yeah. Um, listen, defense, it's drawn out of a fucking hat. Like, Here's a stat for you. Any team that has ever finished top five fantasy for defense has never repeated as a top five fantasy defense the next year. Yeah. So all of those that we just listed, I think were all the top five finishers last year or yeah. close to the top five. Chances are like most of them aren't going to finish top five. Nobody's I mean, look ever at the football team last year. I draft, I was able to get the football team as my second defense last year, and I, I was the, starting them weekly by the end of the year. I had the Browns off the waiver waiver wire. They were like the ninth ranked defense yeah. at the end of the season. I, I could see the Browns finishing as the number one defense in the league. Like I have them lower strictly because I don't think that the chemistry is there with them. I think the sacks are, but that secondary was torchable last yeah. year, and until I see it not be torchable, like it needs to improve. But the sacks are definitely there for that team. Yeah. Uh, another team I'm I was sleeping on a little bit is the Broncos. I think the Broncos should be should be a team that you keep an eye on, but they might their offense might be so bad that it puts them in some bad situations, and it's going to be hard for them to score points as yeah. far as the defense goes. Moving on to your favorite position ever, the thing that shouldn't be in fantasy football. Get over yourself. The kickers. All right. Look, my number one. I have Harrison Butker. If Oh, hold on a minute. Why is Justin Tucker not the... Everywhere I go, Harrison Butker is the number one ranked kicker. It's Justin Tucker. The dude doesn't... Like, he misses and it's national news. Justin Tucker misses a kick and it's national news. Harrison Butker is a great kicker on the best team in football. There's no doubt about it. Harrison Butker is number one and Justin Tucker is number two. I got Tucker one. That's fine. I'm not going to argue with that. Like, there's no argument. Put it on the board. <laughs> I got Justin Tucker as the number one fantasy kicker this year. I would bet that Justin Tucker doesn't finish as the number one. Somebody weird is going to come out yeah, of the woodwork. It's always somebody. Josh Sanders finished number one last year. Jason like, Sanders. Or Jason Sanders. Sorry. Uh, I have suck up three. I have suck up three. Okay. I have Zerline four. I have Zerline four. Uh, do we have the same list here? Maybe. I have I have Lutz five. I have Matt Gay of the Rams five. Okay, I have Matt Gay of the Rams six. I have Tyler Bass of the Bills six. Whoa, where's Will Lutz? Not on my list. Yes. Wow, you're down on Lutz. I have Tyler Bass as my next guy. 
Seven, I have Mason Crosby, the Packers. Wait, wait. Did you just say Will Lutz is not on your list? Yeah. Will Lutz is an institution. <laughs> How can you be down on Will Lutz? Uh, I have uh, Jason Sanders, then Mason Crosby. Where are we? Uh, I, I'll give my seven. I have Sanders at eight. I have uh, Jason Myers at ten. And and Jason Myers at ten over Young Way Koo. And you know what? I'm going to throw in Rex Bax at number ten. I have Koo at How 10. Did I, wait a minute. How did I forget to put Rex Bax on my list? I have Koo at 10, but I'm switching it up. Rodrigo Blankenship is at 10. Youngway Koo, like, he wasn't, he was like, he had missed yet. He didn't have a miss until, like, week 13 last year. Yeah. He had a good season. And like, you said he was overrated last year. He was year. overrated because he missed a game-winning kick. Kickers have one job, make yeah, the game-winning yeah. kick. Garrett, Garrett remember, I remember this 100%. This was, that was a fired-up argument. This was the, the probably the biggest argument we had last season. Young Wei Koo missed that kick, and, and Garrett goes, I knew he was overrated. I knew he was a bad kicker. And I was like, what? What are you talking kicks, about? If you miss game-winning kicks to me, you're a bad kicker. I, I'm not getting back into this. I, just how I, I feel. Kickers have one I job. I see an argument coming up. But I do not want to have this right argument. Now. I love it. It's like my favorite debate ever. I, I have nothing it. else to say. These are the kickers. They uh, kickers in fantasy football suck. I think they should be taken out, and a new another flex should be added. But that's just me. And kickers I hate are it so much. Kickers are people too. I've hated it forever. We should have punters to too, it. like punters inside the five. I wouldn't play fantasy football. Isn't there a punters only league? You can do that. Mm. Let's do one. Let's find one. Let's get in one. Let's do no. it. I would do a punters only league. Absolutely, I would. Special teams only. But I have nothing else to say. You have nothing else. Okay, so that's going to do it for this week. We don't really have any news, right? There's nothing. There's there's really the no news. Hour. It's been pretty slow, unless something yeah magical happened. I don't have any notifications. It's It's been pretty slow. Next week, I promise we will have wide receivers. Fifth, if, 16 if someone doesn't delete the list off my laptop, what a, what a clutch move that was. Just like how it was so unclutch, it was you are the new young way coup. You're unclutch. You can bang your head off the mic all you want, but it's the stone cold truth. All right, guys, we will see you next week after this edition.